Welcome to Season 4, Allendale Market Talk. This is Greg McBride. I'm joined, as always, by Michael T. Lung. Mike, Happy New Year. Yeah, you too, Greg. <laughs> Markets uh, doing essentially the same thing as when we left off uh, at the end of Season 3. Uh, rocket ship to the top. And, you know, I mean, the technicals in corn and beans specifically look look pretty friendly. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, backing off, uh, maybe retracement, uh, correction, uh, as we closed out the year. But uh, since the new year has started, we've really taken off. And, I mean, what's the, what's the driver here? What's going on? At this point, it, it is just money flow. Like people were expecting, we saw managed money funds come in here the two weeks prior to uh, the end of the year and continue to add positions. And as of right now, you're still getting positions added. You really did look on a weekly basis, like you did have some good market tops in place for corn beans throughout the year and going into the new year, especially with how we backed off corn Monday and how beans failed uh, Monday. But then Tuesday came in here and just ripped their face off, mm-hmm. turned around Tuesday in the corn, just skyrocketing higher and really just money flow coming in you got you continue to talk about inflation you continue to talk about just uh, buy it about potentially south america but i would have less of a weight on south america than i would on just money flow well and and if you want to talk about uh, about south america and drought and and let's talk specifically about uh the drought and dryness or the heat uh in in brazil uh, and it's it's really southern brazil Southern Brazil, we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now, is that they are drier. They have seen the soil moisture depleted. They've had hot and dry temperatures. So even when they do get rain, a lot of times a lot of that rain is offset by evaporation. So there is concern out there. But it's it's important to keep this in check, and and I'm not uh, I'm not trying to talk that that we should be you know at ten dollars for beans or we should be at five dollars or four dollars for corn. But it is important to remember is that last year at this time we were looking for 120 to 125 million tons out of that uh, Brazilian uh, bean crop, and we ended up or we they ended up at 138 million tons. We're doing the same exact thing this year. They planted more acres. All of a sudden, it is dry in southern Brazil. The main part of the, the country is in great shape, maybe even to, to a point of being a little bit too wet in the northern portions, but that's not specifically the corn and bean area. That's more like coffee and uh, maybe cotton and stuff like that. But we are just on a on a heater. We're on a rager right now. And... You take a little bit off for a couple of days because they added some rain, but then they take the rain out last night, and it is just on fire right now. So uh, will these markets probably set back? Yeah. Could it be more of a correctionary type thing? Maybe. Sure. At, at this point, it's – you get the old saying, up in an escalator, down in an elevator, but this is just up in a rocket ship, and we'll mm-hmm. see where it goes. Yeah. And we did this last year. We did this absolutely the same thing last year. You know, we had obviously last year was a little bit was a little bit more, I guess, magnified. Um, maybe a little bit more. I don't know how to how to put it because we had the COVID situation in 
well, I guess not last year since it's 2022, but in 2020 we saw this where, you know, we had the COVID situation and, and prices went down hard. And we were talking about the potential for sub three dollar corn, and we were talking about the potential for eight dollar beans, and or or even sub eight dollar beans. And then we took off. I think it was August. We started to see the the Chinese demand come through. Chinese demand hasn't really gone away. It's been good for the better part of the last year and a half. Um, it's I would say it's a little disappointing right now for beans, and they have yet to show up for corn like they did around this time last year, but it's still been there. And this market feels like it doesn't really matter. And you brought up a good point about inflation. And at this point, even though the dollar is going up, Mike, can you make a case for just raging inflation? What does that, I mean, really, what does that mean for our markets with a higher dollar should should we be seeing what we're seeing? So the interesting thing about this year is typically what you see with inflation is you'll see the dollar start to drop, and you'll see us having to have more dollars in order to – and that's where the inflation would come to play. But with what happened with COVID, it's everywhere is seeing inflation mm-hmm. across the world. Yeah. And our dollar is strong, and we just so happen to be the – most subtle inflation out of everybody. So we still are seeing it. We're just the place that doesn't have it as bad as everybody mm-hmm. else. And that's why people are looking to put their money here. Right. Well, everyone else will see this hyperinflation. The U.S. is relatively subdued. Let's throw money over in that market. Well, but, I mean, if you're going to talk inflation, uh, you know, there will have to be some sort of a supply and demand conversation uh, revolving around that. Obviously, we know... You know, we know the overall supply chain crunch that's out there. Um, But we don't have a problem with the supply for domestic soybeans or domestic corn. We don't have a, up until this past week, we don't have a problem shipping out corn and beans. So we're getting the, we're getting the product out. So, I mean, logically, should we continue to see I mean, the demand has been there. Don't get me wrong. I think we're 70, 75 percent of uh, of the USDA's goal for soybeans. I think we're 68 to 70 percent for corn. Um, soybeans, that window is closing. It's it's going to Brazil. They're started, they've already started harvesting. Is, is it one of those things where we could see them pass like a ship in the night where it's like you see the uh, the bean demand go down, but the corn demand goes up, and then they – you know, it's been beans dragging corn with it lately, but it's now it could be the corn dragging the beans with it. Yeah, I think as of right now, it's do we see either or do we just see this market continue to skyrocket and thus cut off and just completely strangle demand from the yeah. international market? And then we end up with a lot more crop than what okay. we thought. And you just see this hyperinflation to just massive drop take place. There's just so many questions looming with how this environment is what's going to happen with interest rates how are the logistic issues going to take place what is going on with china what's happening with ukraine and russia yeah it's just so many unknowns and with this unknown comes that just really emotional market movement oh yeah and we've seen the we've seen you know the fed has already indicated that they're going to uh increase rates 
three times in 22 and three times in 23 does that if that first one comes in in march that's one of the things that they use one of the tools that they use to kind of stem that inflation and slow it down or even put a stop to it is that going to be the case as we move forward and they they put let's say march june and september they they increase rates by a quarter of a point next thing you know all of a sudden that inflation has stopped so it's it's one of those things where i i mean i think you can be bullish right now obviously the markets the the charts are saying it but i think you still have to be very careful and if you're you know if you're a producer you've still got to be doing the smart marketing type thing where you're trickling in a few sales here and there but um you know once you've made those sales i mean don't you think there's a good case for some reownership yeah, at the, I mean, at this point, as you're making sales and getting your ownership in place, the market's still run higher, so you still want to have upside potential. Um, and really, at this point, it's going to be how do you go about doing it in the least risky way? Because like we talked about with how quickly this market is jumping higher, we saw it just as quickly this last summer drop from the highs down to – two dollar 250 lower within i think it was only a week for beans Mm -hmm. a week or two yeah so being very cautious on how you're going about doing that because while it's going to run up quickly and you can take advantage of that it's really going to be like walking on eggshells well and and there there might be a case and we've talked about this in the past you've got these high input costs um for uh, for producing grain next year, whether it's you know cash rent, whether it's uh, the you know the fertilizer prices, chemicals, anything like that, all of it's through the roof right now. Um, you know, where do we stand as far as uh, planting thoughts? I mean, at, uh, originally in some of the fringe areas, I would have said. Hey, it's no big deal with these prices. We could see an easy switch over to some wheat, some cotton, some soybeans. But here in the Midwest, you know, specifically in the I states, I think you'd have a hard time making that case with corn and getting away from corn. The more I see these prices of corn, I I think it's almost a, a inputs be damned type situation. We just plant the heck out of corn. And we continue to make money. It's gonna. We'll, we probably can't overproduce any more than we already do. But I think we're still we're still profitable even with these inputs. Yeah, it's hard to look at. I mean, new crop corn around five sixty, and new crop beans around thirteen bucks. And say we really have a problem with profitability. So it's going to be. A, it's going to be a toss up. You've mm-hmm. had, I mean, from last October to now, everyone's saying that this is all going over to beans to a lot of these estimates coming out saying, um, let's pump the brakes on this. I, we may not change as much as you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we saw last week and, and what we could see, you know, in a week, we could see in two weeks, whatever it is. Um, and I think you put this out or, or one of the, one of the people in the office put this out and we were talking about, the production cycle down in Brazil specifically, 
their flowering and pod fill, uh, because it's such a big country and it's all over the place, it's it's really the peak time in late January and February, right? It's it's kind of like our August for uh, uh, so there's there is still potential to not just not just salvage this crop, which I don't think it needs salvaging, but to still see a pretty sizable crop. Yeah, we saw it over here with stressing that bean crop early and then dumping a bunch of rain on it. Beans are a tricky crop, and if they get rain at the right time, they might look like crap leading into it, but they have the ability to rebound like crazy. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of – the first half of this year, I really think there's going to be a lot of volatility, Mm -hmm. continued continued volatility at this point, and a lot of questions and most likely a lot of – events that will be thrown in textbooks for economic classes going forward. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, well, let's let's talk real quick about uh, one thing before we wrap it up. You know, we talk we talk a lot about uh, doing things from a pr- producer mindset, making sure that we're protecting pr- uh, prices. If if producers are going to get long or if you're just speculatively going to get long uh regardless of whether or not you're a farmer or not, what can, in these volatile markets? What can you do? What are the best ways that you can protect yourself against some of these massive price fluctuations? Because we had that that big rally up into Christmas, and then it, the big sell off last uh, last Thursday, and it's like you go from man, I look really good to oh shoot, I'm I'm fifteen, twenty, thirty cents behind all of a sudden. How do you how do you manage that, or what's the best way that you can come up with to to manage that type of volatility? Yeah, at this point, especially with how much it can swing, I think for the month of December we moved like a dollar fifty, a dollar sixty. Is looking at some of these out of the money options. You can use calls as targets to be selling cash against, as well as you can use short dated puts as things to protect you while you're looking for that to go, so you're not paying a ton of time value, but definitely a good way of putting a plan together protecting downside not paying a ton of time value if this thing doesn't want to keep running as it is and keep trending Mm -hmm. let it do so but also have those targets where this is my line in the sand if i would get there i already have something purchased and now i can just sell the crop and already have at the money re-ownership yeah so uh, just a few ways to go about it, but really taking advantage and saying, you know, most years I wouldn't go a dollar, dollar fifty, whatever it may be out of the money. But with what we saw, that could be a couple of weeks, if not a week. Well, we did it last year from the 15th of January to the 25th of January. We dropped to like a dollar 32. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a massive swing in like seven sessions. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just in what we've seen here recently on the way up, it's it's quick. So yeah, so I mean, just a, a ton to. But having that game plan in place is going to be big for this year, and especially with the amount of volatility. So if you guys haven't heard already, we do have a winter conference coming up. Uh, we will be having Drew Lerner with weather. We'll have grains, livestock. We'll have financials uh, and outside markets. A lot of Good stuff. It all will be recorded. It will be released on the 26th. So if you guys have not looked into it yet, please go visit our website, allendale-inc.com, or give us a call, 800-262-7538. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off.